Joining us right now is the one, the only, Adam Gladstone. Adam, how are you, my friend? I'm great, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Adam, doing good. I, I got to tell you, Adam, right off the bat, Stan was trying to figure out how to introduce you earlier, and yeah. I just said, I said, look, I said, just make it simple. The guy that used to co-host this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's not a bad way to be remembered. Yeah, you you know, hey, what? There was a famous famous player that said just to be remembered is good enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, we remember you. It. Whenever we need a guest, we remember Cal, you. Cal Ripken said that. Absolutely. Did he say that? Yeah, yeah, he said, everybody wants to know how, uh, ask me how, how I want to be remembered. Remember. He said, just to remember, remember. be remembered at all is pretty good. That is pretty good. That is pretty special. I'll take it. Uh, we remember you because we know that you uh, have been a baseball executive in the minor leagues. We know that you've been a uh, – a longtime friend of the late Joe Kleins, who ran the uh, Atlantic League, correct? Correct. Uh, and uh, you introduced me uh, two weeks ago to Rick White, who's been the new president of the Atlantic League for uh, the past season and a half, so to speak, going in, I believe, to his second season in that role. Um, they came out with some big news uh, that we previewed on this show two weeks ago that they have signed a deal with Major League Baseball, and Major League Baseball actually announced some of the experiments that they're going to do in the Atlantic League. Can you detail those for us first? Sure. I mean, the, 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 as we all know, the Atlantic League has is, is been around for 20 years now. The Atlantic League was started uh, the first year that the league played was 1998. Uh, I know that because Joe Klein was the, the executive director of the league, and Joe hired me in 98 as an umpire, which was my last year as a professional umpire. And then Joe helped me make the transition to the front office and ran multiple teams in the Atlantic League for about 10 years. And, and the Atlantic League was billed. Joe had the, the foresight to realize that Major League Baseball and their respective farm clubs that there was going to be a need. There was going to be a need for that 4A player, that player that was good enough to play in the big leagues but wasn't, didn't have a spot uh, and didn't necessarily want to go to AAA uh, and, and was a six-year minor league free agent, so therefore had the ability to sign with anybody that they want and then go play in the Atlantic League and then be available to any of the 30 clubs at any time. So that really, really bore fruit because – I think it's been in 20 years, over 500 players have gone back to major league organizations at the minor league level. And about 10 to 15 percent of those players have gone back to play at the major league level. So um, I can see why Major League Baseball would want to utilize the Atlantic League. First and foremost, the Atlantic League plays the longest season in independent baseball. They play a, a, what they deem a full season which is 126 games. Okay. So the Atlantic League's playing 126 games. They have more of a veteran type of player than any other, any other independent league out there. And the veteran player, on average, the average level of play in the Atlantic League is probably classified as 2.5A. And they get that by saying it's probably AAA hitting and AA pitching. Okay. So you've got veteran players that know how to play the game. What's going to be very interesting to me, and some of these rule changes, Stan, that you asked about, was first and foremost, beginning in the second half of the season, the Atlantic League is going to push the, the pitching mound back two feet. Do, let, and, me, let me interrupt you for one second. Do you actually really expect, is that 
etched in stone that that is going to happen? I don't believe that Major League Baseball, I'll take the Atlantic League out of the equation, I don't think Major League Baseball is going to come out and make this announcement yeah. and it not happen. Okay. Um, my, that's, that's just my opinion. Do you, do you think we you, will ever see the day where that, it's attempted to move that to the Major Leagues? Um, uh, you know, I never thought that we would have instant replay to help make right. calls in Major League Baseball, right. even though I'm glad, personally, I'm glad that we did because it gave me an opportunity. But um, I'm, I, with the way that this game is changing, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never going to say never. Okay. And, um, but I will tell you that I've had conversations with Brett Jody, who's the current manager of the, Spark, of the uh, Somerset Patriots. Uh, we hired Brett as a pitcher. Brett pitched in the big leagues briefly with the Padres and the Yankees. Uh, he was a pitching coach. He's now the manager. He took over for Sparky Lyle in Somerset. And Brett is extremely concerned on, A, how his pitchers are going to be able to pitch the first half of his season at 60 feet 6 inches, have a four-day break, and then come back and have to pitch at 62-6. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some serious concern. And, and one of the things, Stan, you and I talked about was in the Atlantic League, 100% of the teams, all eight teams, are individually owned. Mm-hmm. And 100% of the cost associated with putting a team on the field is under the responsibility of that ownership group. Including workman's including comp. workman's comp and health insurance, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And, and you got I mean, you got, you've got these pitchers that have been pitching at this distance on a 90-foot field for 20 years now or 15 years now, and now all of a sudden you're going to change the dimensions on these guys where they're, they've practiced, they've honed their craft, at 60 feet, 6 inches, to me, it's, it's, that's going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. All right. Craig? Well, you know, the, and I shake my head at a lot of these rule changes, Adam, to be honest with you. Yep. Sure. And my, my, my fear with the way things are going in this country now, not just with baseball but in other areas, uh, is that eventually this will come to fruition at the major league level. And from that standpoint, from that standpoint, I just wish this commissioner of Major League Baseball would leave the damn game alone. There's a reason why it's the greatest game in the world. And there's a reason why it's the national pastime. And I just don't think the majority of baseball fans want the game to be jockeyed around like this, for lack of a better expression to use. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Look, I'm, I'm a baseball purist, um, but I also get how the game is, 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 is evolving, I guess is the best way to say even though it was a pretty good game and we all fell in love with it for the last 150 years, the way that it was played. Yeah. So I, I, I get that. Um, you know, look, the other things that are, that are interesting to me, you take the pitcher's mound, you also take now the role of electronics in that the home plate umpire – in these Atlantic League games are, is now going to be directed to call balls and strikes based off of TrackMan. TrackMan, track yeah. And, you know, first and foremost, and, and I'll kind let of... Me, let, me just inter- let me just interrupt for one second. I want to explain for those that are listening or watching on Facebook that TrackMan is, a, a, is basically, for lack of a better term, a radar system, Correct. It's an Correct. electronic yeah. radar system that MLB is paying to install in all the Atlantic League uh, sites. Correct. 
Correct, and 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 and, the, and all thirty major league clubs have a variation of TrackMan now. internally. Yeah. Correct. So it's consistent with the system that they're using. Look, they're not doing this because they give it. They, they care about balls and strikes. They're going major league baseball likes it because it's going to give the Atlantic League a better opportunity to be scouted uh, and to be able to determine the analytics that are being utilized in the Atlantic League and how that will play back in affiliated baseball. Well, I'm not going to call them prospects, but right. for guys that can help fill out the existing farm system. So, so, so but, can but, I just understand? That, do you have any idea what what one TrackMan system costs? Are we? I asked, would I would go out there and say that a TrackMan system, on average, is probably ten thousand. Could be ten to anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars. Okay, so and they're putting it in ten cities, eight cities, eight cities. Year. So it's a hundred thousand dollar investment, roughly. Uh, by yeah. Major League Baseball. Okay, what would, else is what? Numbers. What else is the Atlantic League getting for sort of selling themselves to Major League Baseball to be used as this laboratory? Are they getting well, any other compensations? I would assume that that there's obviously a monetary figure that is going back to the Atlantic League. But the thing that I'm sure that Rick White is extremely happy about is, hey. You turn on MLB.com, or you turn, and what are we doing right now? The Atlantic League has probably gotten the most attention it's yeah. ever gotten in 20 years because of its um, guaranteed affiliation with Major League Baseball. I mean, this, this is not the first time that Major League Baseball and the Atlantic League had enter, entered into an agreement uh, in terms of player procurement, but it is the first time that they've come out and they've partnered, they've truly partnered on an opportunity like this. Let me also make clear to, to our listeners, and I'll ask you to explain it, but so we understand TrackMan is not just uh, uh, an electronic assistance for balls and strikes. Can you explain basically what TrackMan is used for by all major league teams right now? Sure. I mean, you, you see it now with the, uh, the advancement of the Orioles analytics department and, and anybody that has followed the club down in spring training uh, has now seen those cameras that are behind the bullpens or um, in in uh, Ed Smith Stadium or, or behind the net. It's an opportunity for the Major League Club to track all of the movements and whatever types of formulas they want to instill off of the players that are actually playing the game. Velocity, spin rate, um, speed, you know, anything that anything that you can document TrackMan is giving them the platform to document those movements. All right. So that's, that's where we are. Now, what other rule changes aside from the moving back to pitcher's mound the second half of the Atlantic League season by two sure. feet, the uh, home plate ball and strike assist um, from TrackMan, what other changes are going to be experimented with this season, Adam? Well, this is one I, I kind of like a little bit. Um, they're going to require two infielders to be on each side of second base when a pitch is released. Okay. So I, I'm I, I'm not a huge proponent of shifting in baseball. Mm-hmm. I get it and it works, um, but uh, I'm 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 interested to see how this plays out. Um, I'm in, they're changing the time between innings and pitching changes from two minutes and five seconds to a minute forty five. Right. Um, they're also Increase. This is interesting. They're increasing the size of first, second, and third base from 15 inches 
to 18 inches square. Okay. So it's really going to force, like, I'm curious as to the phantom play at second base, which even with the advancement of instant replay, how that became a challengeable call, how this is going to force players to make sure they touch the bag and not have anywhere near a phantom play. And the umpire's response is if he calls a phantom, you know, doesn't call the phantom double play. Well, guess what? We just added three inches to the base. You should certainly be able to hit that. Yeah. And it, and it uh, may it may help with the Manny Machado calls at first base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Run, running yeah, over running over the foot of the first baseman. Right. There's 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 no reason why Manny should be hitting uh, any first baseman <laughs> in the back of the leg with an additional additional three inches of bag. All right. Well, hit. we're going to certainly keep our eyes on all these changes, and uh, once uh, the Atlantic League gets started. Love the, I would love to get that manager on, perhaps. Uh, what's his name, sure. Brett Jody? Brett Jody. Yeah, you got some interesting guys managing that league. you got yeah. Nick Cavillia, You've got Wally Backman. Okay. Uh, you got you got Brett Jody. Um, love to have him. And, got, uh, of course, uh, com- the president of the league, Rick White, said he'd love to come back on, and we'll talk sure. about this. And maybe one time when Craig's out, I'll bring you in and we'll co-host a whole show on uh, rule changes. All right. You got it. Pete, Pete Incavilia. It's Pete Incavilia. Yeah. He's yeah. still there. Yeah, okay. So former how many, how many years has he been managing? Well, Inky's been he's been managing independent baseball for a good 10, 15 years. And, really? And he just went to he went to Sugarland and took over in Sugarland took over for Gary Gaetti. Oh wow. wow. How about that? That's interesting. So All I mean, right. there, there, if you, you look back at the history of the Atlantic League, it's been a who's who of managers in that league. All right. Well, Adam, always appreciate your input. Uh, Many thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. All right? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you.